1: Well, I think we're wrong about the uh, future of hybrid work. I think we just assume that, well, this is how it's going to be forever, that people are just going to uh, split their time between the office and home or just strictly work from home. And you know what? I'm, I'm a fan. Get people back together. We've had story upon story upon story about the loneliness of Americans, the isolation of Americans, why am I talking like Phil Donahue all of a sudden? Do you even know who Phil Donahue is? David Josephson. I uh, know who are you talking about. You don't know who Phil well, Donahue? No, is? I don't. Know. No, no, I know the name, but no. One not of the really. four, one of the, one of the, one of the original uh, daytime talk shows, or you know where you had audience.
0: And in what year was the heyday?
1: Phil of Donahue in the 80s. You know, he was before Oprah had her show. Phil yeah. Donahue was the guy. So, like maybe, but he my... used to talk like this and ask people to give their opinion. You voted for Reagan. Phil Hartman used to do a very funny Phil Donahue, head of white hair. He's still with us, I believe.
0: Maybe when my you know I'm, my mother was pregnant with me in the mid eighties, watched had to Phil Donahue. Phil
1: Donahue, but yeah. I don't remember that. Watched him. TV. It was TV. Was a TV? Yeah. Oh yeah. Had yeah. the you know, had the I mean he was he might have been the original he had the original format of having a studio audience. Yeah. And then, you know, having guests and then the audience would question guests. Have you
0: ever been a studio audience member That's for a great a show? question?
1: Have I ever been a studio? Oh, yeah, Dave Letterman. I saw Letterman. Oh, you did? Oh, that was fantastic. I saw Letterman in 2012, maybe? Or no, 2014, I saw Dave Letterman. And his guest was uh, Eddie Murphy. Oh, that's fun. Uh, It was fun. Eddie Murphy wasn't playing that night, though, so it wasn't great, but it was... uh, it was a cool experience. Is that like an experience you would want to do again? Oh, 100%. Like go see a live show? Well, like I don't that? know. Like I'm not a huge By the way, I've totally derailed my topic yeah. here, but we'll get back to it. Um like I'm trying to think now, what Okay, 6514619226. If you could go and be in the studio audience of any show right now, which show would it be? Like Saturday Night Live, I think, even though I'm not a huge fan of the current cast, I still think they're very funny at times. But, yeah, to be in the audience of a Saturday Night Live, that'd be kind of fun. Um, but, like, current talk show hosts, I don't know. Um, but, no, I think Letterman, I, I don't remember ever being in the studio audience of another show. Of course, one where you could get picked, the like, a, you know, Price is Right. That'd be fun. Um, but, no. But, anyway, back to my point. Because Tar- the news today that's breaking, uh, hat tip to Nick Halter and Axios, who had this nugget, that Target... Is not, it's not a full-on everybody back, but every employee at their headquarters, whether it be here in Minneapolis or Brooklyn Park, will at least have to come downtown or to Brooklyn Park for one full week each quarter. And you're saying, well, big deal. It's one week. But here's the thing. If you read into it a little more, uh, Target says the, the idea behind it of these core weeks to have everybody come down for a week is to drive connectedness celebrate our team and build our internal culture. Well, to me, that's tipping their hat saying, these are things we need to build on and we need to strengthen. And guess what? If you do it for one week, you're probably going to start doing it more often, at least requiring it. Uh, I've kind of been back and forth on this. I understand the, I will say this, you know, Target has been the beacon of, of of corporations here in Minneapolis. I mean, it's probably top of mind when you think uh, companies uh, that are headquartered in Minneapolis, I think probably Target is probably the first one you answer. And I think Target has probably benefited greatly, uh, tax breaks, et cetera, et cetera, from being in Minneapolis and in the state of Minnesota. So I understand that argument that, you know, after the pandemic hits and, everybody's working remotely, that Target at least partially had kind of an – should have been you know more uh, – not required, but should have been at the forefront of saying, okay, we're going to get our workers back to Minneapolis because Minneapolis is struggling right now. And you could say, well, they don't have no obligation to do that. But being a good corporate partner is being a good corporate partner. It's about community. And I think – the writing is on the wall here. That says Target is going to probably do this more often. So back to my original statement, I think we're wrong that this hybrid work situation is, is the future. I do. I don't think it is. I think as we get further along here, we realize that human contact is necessary. And you can say, "Well, Adam, so what?" I mean, you work at home. You're still having human contact with friends and family members. Yes, but that it's it's not. It's not enough. I think going to work, being with fellow coworkers, not only good for your productivity, but it's good for your psyche. It's good for who you are, and I think that that is the future. I think we will go back to absolutely society where we're still working in offices.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. I, I read the same headline and same story this morning, and I, I come to a different solution. I you know we have we swung so far during COVID, the pendulum very quickly. Swing from everyone in office to, boom, in a few weeks, everyone was remote. And we are seeing that now very slowly swing back to in office. And you're asserting that that's going to swing all the way back and we're going back to pre-pandemic. It sounds like that's what you're saying. And I think there's a new normal that we're creeping towards that will probably take another five or ten years to Mm -hmm. get to. But the fact that the big announcement from Target isn't everyone's back or right. everyone's back 2 days a week or everyone's back 1 week a month it's 1 week a quarter to me that's telling that the big you know the big announcement today is 1 week a quarter which really isn't that much and i think yep. that speaks to the fact that remote work is here to stay but that the learning curve and the growth of that is going to take a long time before companies and each company will have to figure out their own mm-hmm. solution right. target they're going to try this and maybe they'll land on it, or maybe they'll change again. But every company has to figure out for themselves what the right mix of allowing yep. employees to work from home and requiring them to be in person. Cause I do agree with you on the like being face to face has some value, right. but companies have to
1: decide for their
0: own company what the best way to do that is.
1: And uh, you're right. It's not, it's not going to be overnight uh, it, and that we are figuring out a way to, to do this right now. And look, the reason why it's still a big deal right now, meaning flex work, is because look at the job market. People need workers, and those workers have a lot of leverage right now. So if those workers say, you know what, I really have to be home three to four days a week, uh, the companies can say, okay, yeah, we need you, so yeah, that'll work. But if that job market changed and unemployment starts going up, guess what? Companies can say, no, we need you here. Otherwise, we'll find someone else who will be eager to work down here. So that... That's why it won't happen overnight. When once the job market shifts, I think we'll see a return. Will it be 100% like it was before the pandemic? No. And but I, I do think we'll see more and more announcements like this. If not just a week, a full return. Uh, Target was bullied into bringing employees back. How so? Uh 6514619226 people coming in. Coming from someone who works at home a lot. Adam and Jordana, uh-huh. First of all, when's the last time Dave I worked from home? I can't remember the last time I did the show. Um, yes, I do have that ability.
0: Yeah, maybe once a month. I think over the summer a few times. A few when times, heading right. Out,
1: and we I have should, that option yeah. in a pinch. Guess what? I like that option. Yeah. So do many other employees. I'm not saying that, you know, that it's going to be full-time every single day, but I think more and more and more we're going to have more employees in the office. So I push back on that. And Jordana, it's for medical reasons. So she has the ability to work from home. But we've talked about uh, being having her in the studio more because, mm-hmm. frankly, I'll be perfectly honest, I think the show's a lot better when she's here. Yes. Um, so, but yeah. she's got medical considerations. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, she's off today. Somebody was texting her about something else. Jordana's off today. Uh, can management make use of employees back in the office face-to-face, or will employees just be looking at computers? That's it too. That was my. That's been my point too. It does depend on the job. I mean, if you're a number cruncher, that's all you do is or strictly work with computers and programming or whatever. Do you need to be face to face? No, but still, even those jobs, I think, at least partially, it is good to be all on the same in, in the same spot, yeah, in the same location, like because we here for good examples. We have sales people here, and is it. Still one day, or do they come in a couple of days a week? I think they're in three days a week. Three days a week, now Is the norm. Right. And there was a time where you wouldn't see them. And just because they do sales and we do on-air doesn't mean that we don't need to interact. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely essential. So that face-to-face time is quality time. Uh, 651-461-9226. What do you think? Do you think... That this whole hybrid work will eventually uh, return to a normal, full-time, in-the-office workforce. 651-461-9226. Your calls and texts. Next. Hey, an update on my sleeping uh, predicament. Oh, did you wake up at 4 o'clock this morning? I did, but hey, I... did you watch the video I sent you? About no. 4 o'clock in Oh, the no. The oh. TED Talk? Yeah, it's so good. I got to watch the TED Talk. I'm sorry. I forgot about it's all that. all right. No, so I woke up at 4, but I was able to fall right back asleep. But then I woke up at 5... And I sat there for about five minutes, and the conversation was in my head about the conversation I had yesterday about not being able to sleep and the recommendations people had. And so many people said, you know what? Get up and start your day. So that's what I did. I got up at 5.15, went down in the kitchen, tried to be quiet because everybody else is sleeping. Of course, the dogs are – they thought it was the usual 6.30 feeding time, so I fed the dogs early. But had a nice morning – Read a lot of uh, interesting articles, some of which I'll, I'll talk about later in the show today. And it was kind of nice getting the early start. The only problem was, is like I bring the my good coffee from home and it usually lasts me three quarters of the show. I was already done with my good coffee Uh-oh. before the show starts. What are you so trying to say to, about the coffee here at great. News Talk 830 WCCO. I mean, it's not, it's not awful, but it's not great. Yeah. Um, right. But mm-hmm. I had to take some of that coffee. What do you make at home? You got to like... A- I got a Keurig. I oh, like Keurig. the flavored coffee, you know, like oh. the hazelnut. Or now I've got some holiday choices, some peppermint coffee, and uh, so the, like a holiday blend, which is a nice, deep, dark, rich, mm-hmm. uh, dark roast. Um, so, yeah, but I might do that again. It's actually not too bad.
0: Now, are you going to be like ready to go to bed at 745? I'm always tonight? ready to go to bed at 745,
1: <laughs> especially in the winter. Uh, we're talking about targets of decision. The news today Target at least one week per quarter. All employees, and you raised a good point, Dave, is a lot of these employees probably don't live here anymore. That they're remote, and so does that mean, like, if yeah. they live in Florida or yeah. they live somewhere else, they're going to have to book a hotel room and come back and stay for a week?
0: Yeah, that's probably on your own dime. Or even if you just bought a house that's now... 45 minutes or an hour and 45 minutes away from downtown, you've got a long commute or you're booking a hotel or something, which is a risk I suppose you knew you were taking if you moved away from Minneapolis. But I bet there's a lot of folks in that boat.
1: Um, But I applaud it, and I think we're slowly – I don't think it's overnight, but we will eventually transition back into a position where many, many people will be still working in the office five days a week. Text coming in, 651-461-9226. Three days in the office is plenty. Uh, Somebody else says, no chance. Younger generations will rather work from home. What do you think about that? That I mean, definitely younger generations, Gen Z, a little bit of millennials, have a different idea of what their work life is like as opposed to what I think my work life is like in older generations.
0: I think younger generations are more ready to say, even in an interview or when looking for a job, like, One of my top priorities is flexibility and being able to at least have the option to work from home. And then if employers are going to want to attract those uh, workers, they're going to
1: have to oblige. Or
0: some employers might say no, and then younger workers are going to look elsewhere.
1: Uh, My buddy is a CEO. He says the number one reason Target doesn't require being in the office is that the CEO lives in Florida. Uh, That would be Brian Cornell. Yeah, but the CEO, I I don't envision a lot of these huge companies that the CEO is coming into the office every day. Uh, for those who want employees to return to the office, think about how much car exhaust is not going to the air by uh, working at home. Environmental concerns. Yeah, I think younger people are much more plugged into that than the older generations are. But we're also seeing a rise in EVs so and public transportation, walking. And I think simply rejecting this idea because people will be driving into work, I don't think that uh, would be the truth. I think you need to look at all aspects of working in the office. When I worked for UHG in the office, there were people constantly complaining about coworkers, food smells, body smells, talking loud, eating, crunching apples, who was working, who was talking too much. It was a terrible work environment. I would rather work from home any day. Well, I get that. I mean, there's, but also, that's also part of, um, when, when, it, when we talk about this epidemic of, Isolation and loneliness, and it absolutely is. A lot of that has to do with that human connection. And those human connections are often us against them in an office saying, Boy, man, that's you know, Jerry up in accounting, you know. It's those types of interactions are also interactions that are good for our mental stability, being together and complaining together, and cooking bad food. No, I get it. But there's certain point, though, I think, where you're working at home every day, and, yeah, you know, you might see your kids, you might see your your husband or your wife come in and out. It's still, it, you're isolated there. And I don't think, you know, phone calls and Zoom meetings um, fulfill that human connection that we we need, we absolutely need. Companies have already started to dismantle their cubicles and offices, so it's unlikely they could easily undo work from home. No, you're right. It's not, and a lot of, look, a lot of companies have Given up their leases and actually don't have the office space anymore.
0: Well, and I don't know if this is part of Target's announcement today, but I would think if they're asking folks to come back once a quarter, they're not going to have a full cubicle or office for each of those employees. It's only going to be there for once. They're going to rotate those through and have shared space. So Of course, they're taking down the cubes and building a smaller, more
1: efficient facility that'll work. I've worked for Target Corp. for 22 years now. When my department went to the... Work from home model. I purchased a home in Albert Lee. I hope to God I don't have to eventually go back to the office permanently. I wouldn't be able to afford it. The one week every quarter is doable. Thank you for that text. That's the exact person we're talking about. So maybe that is the case, that, you know, the one week, those folks who decide, you know, I'm going to move out of town, um, that, that would be uh, not good for the folks who decided that this is the future. Hey, Adam, the amount of money Target is saving from not having 75 floors of cubicles is staggering. Yeah, I imagine that. They don't want them back. Hybrid is a great workplace solution. Why do they think they call it work? If working home is here to stay, so why don't we have keep building more rapid tra- Why do we have to keep building more rapid transit? Good point. Uh, the Not exactly the topic, but that's... Certainly a different topic for a different day. This Gen Xer born in 1972 will do everything I can to remain working from home like I have the past three and a half years. It is the best. Working from home creates enormous efficiencies which give businesses great cost advantage. Technology will continue to enable remote work. I guess that. I mean, uh, that gives me pause a little bit thinking that somehow the company is saying, well, you know, this is all for the betterment of our employees' uh, mental health when they're saving that. It's all about the bottom line. It's how companies can save the most money. Mm -hmm. Um, Here's another text. A little shot at Dan Cook. Other than Dan Cook, people are social monkeys, and one week per quarter is not going to create a culture. God, I hate that word, this text says, where people feel connected to each other. Maybe you're right. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I just feel like this... The significance of this announcement and the, I guess, the reasoning behind it saying, look, it's about connectivity. It's about getting face-to-face. Maybe it will stay just one week uh, every quarter, or maybe um, we could uh, see more people returning to the office. But, yeah, if the space isn't there and it's working for Target, it might be hard to justify, hey, we're going to buy a bunch of new office buildings or build new office buildings to get these people back in the office. 9.30, News Talk 830, WCCO. Uh, Lots to talk about on this Friday. Tim Lamers uh, joins us every Friday. He will, in an hour from now, talking about the new uh, Wonka movie. Getting good reviews. We'll see what Tim has to think about that. And also, if you've been uh, reading in the Star Tribune this great series they've had on child abuse and um, the dangers and the repeat offenders, just great journalism. We have talked to uh, Jeff Mytrot before from the star tribune about this series he'll join us again their final piece in that series has just been released and it actually is some good news about what's happening in hennepin county we'll talk to jeff in the 11 o'clock hour 9 30 though it's the holiday showdown next and it also involves location uh, we started the show talking about work location well now it's about holiday party location that is next on cco All right, here we go. Pretty simple one today. It involves, uh, whether it's Christmas Eve or Christmas, the big gathering of family. Would you rather host that gathering or would you rather go to a family member's house? 651-461-9226. Call in, please. I want to hear some stories from people, especially ones that, like... That maybe have some tension behind Ooh. it, like we, there's a reason we, we host it or there's a reason we have to go to so-and-so's house because we hate to do it or whatever it is. So would you rather host your holiday gathering or would you rather go to your holiday gathering, whether it's based on tradition, location, whatever it is, what's your answer?
0: My family, like many families, there's multiple gatherings. There's uh, Christmas Eve, there's Christmas morning, there's dinner on Christmas, and then a few other activities with family around. And my answer is I want to host, but I want to host one of those and then let somebody else host the rest. And I, I think like a change of venue is nice when like I'll be spending a lot of that time with, you know, different factions of family, but it's a lot of family time. And I don't want all that time to be in the same location. Yeah, it's too much. So, like on Christmas Day, my mom would love to host it all, but we said, "No, let's do it this way." So, Christmas morning will be at my mom's. We'll kind of take a break in the afternoon, let the yeah. kids have a little rest time, we can kind of have a downtime, and then we'll regather at our house in the evening. So, I want to host one thing and let somebody else take the rest.
1: I um I've been back and forth on this for many, many years. I when my kids were younger and growing up uh, when my ex-wife and I lived in a very small house, a rambler. It was like a thousand square feet. So hosting uh, a large gathering really was not an option. And I always kind of missed it. Uh, I want to be in a place. It's kind of like moving up and getting, you know, you're not status, but you get older, you get more established you start to have kids. It's like, I want to be the host. So now that we have uh, our larger house, let's just say that all of us, when we when we buy a house, we think we—that's part of your thought process. Like, ooh, could we host here? What would a dinner party look like? And the same goes for the holidays. Uh, so I would like to host, and we do now. This will be our second year of hosting Christmas Day dinner, like an earlier dinner. You know, eat around five o'clock, and I like that. Um, but there's something to be said about tradition, about whether where you go. And even if it isn't the most comfortable place, it's like that's where you go. Jim is in Lakeville. He's called in on our uh, on our uh, talk, WCCO uh, talk and text line. Jim, you hosting or you going?
3: I prefer to travel, Adam.
1: You like traveling?
3: We you do. Travel? Oh, God, yeah, we do. Uh, so my, my mother-in-law hosts a thing on Christmas Eve for her extended family and friends and that can run as high as 80 people.
1: 80 people. No, way
3: that's, no, no way that's fitting in our house. I mean, it's a potluck deal so everybody brings stuff so you probably wouldn't like it cuz I don't think you do potluck.
1: I don't mind potluck.
3: Um, no. Okay, all right. Well, I thought I thought you were opposed to those. Anyway, um Christmas day we generally go on to my mom's. I have a lot of I've all of my fa- all of my brothers live out of town. Most of them don't travel here. This year, they are all traveling here, um, but traditionally, we've done Christmas Day at my mom's house, and then uh, we usually host who's ever here from my family sometime between Christmas and New Year's, and this year, there's so many of them come in that we're doing it at my daughter's house because she has a house that's much better for hosting than mine.
1: How do you get but 80 people? No, how, definitely- how, big, how, big how big is your in-laws' house so you get 80 people there?
3: Well, it's it's not... I mean, it's not like eighty people all at once, but oh. if you count them up, by the time people come and go and come whatever, and go, you, sure. you run through. You run through anywhere from six. I think the I think the peak has been eighty, but it's wow. pretty consistently seventy or so. It's
1: a big family, man. It's a lot. You don't have to. Buy.
3: Well, it's a lot of friends. Yeah, and everybody's got kids and sure. little kids and that whole thing. So.
1: All right, you like to travel, Jim? All right, Merry Merry Christmas to you, Merry sir. Merry Christmas. Am I anti potluck? Have I have I come out strongly anti potluck on this show? I think I'm anti potluck on You
0: didn't attend our potluck. For like a holiday gathering. Oh.
1: Like a company yes. party. Yes. No offense, but you know what? The company should pay for your party. Yes. And have a and food. Yes. No offense to anybody here. And I know that people love to bring their own but man But
0: that, for a but for a big holiday gathering, I think that's pretty that's standard. A good not a lot move. of people are no, it is catering a good, right. in yeah, or you're not doing the whole meal. Doing
1: the whole meal. No. Uh, we're trying this year an Italian because Jen and I were in Italy this year. I don't know if you knew about that. Oh, really? But we're doing a full uh, four course Italian wow. dinner. Okay, so we got a pasta course, we got yeah. a meat course, we got antipasta, and then the dessert dolce. Uh, so we're gonna try that. But That's great, yeah, we're trying to get a little participation from the other people helping us out. Which part are you gonna cook? I am good. Well, uh, Jen's the pasta cook. She makes great spaghetti. So I'm going to leave the pot. I'm getting huge porterhouse steaks from Spencer Uh, Grundhoffer's old fashioned meats. By the way, my favorite meat market. He's providing me with thick, like two and a half inch thick porterhouse steaks. Yeah, big enough that you know, not for everybody, but you slice it up off the t bone, and everybody takes a couple slices. Uh, That's going to be fantastic. Hopefully, it'll turn out. Uh, Hosting for 30 people from my wife's family Christmas Eve, dreading it, and high stress involved. For me, it takes the fun out of Christmas, signed Ebenezer Scrooge. (laughs) Look, there's a lot of truth to that. We love the holidays, but it also stresses the living you-know-what out of us, which is unfortunate because it shouldn't be about stress, but there's stress involved with planning anything and making sure that everybody has a good time. I would rather attend one of those parties. It's too much work to organize a gathering like that than the cleanup afterwards. Too much time and effort. Uh, Hosted for years. So glad to have passed it on to the kids. Um, Guys, I'm only 63, but all my kids and all their grandkids love to come to our place for Thanksgiving and Christmas. It's a big job for us. I have a heated garage with a carpet. I would play a lot of games, but this year we are finally going to get... Uh, go, finally, we're going to one of my daughters. Yee-haw. i uh, rather go to their house so I can Houdini whenever I want. Happy holidays. Yeah, <laughs> The old uh, Irish goodbye. The Irish goodbye, the yeah. The slip-out. The classic slip-out or the Houdini. Uh, another text here. After seeing, um, after seeing what people do in the office, there's no way I'm going to eat anything they bring from home. <laughs> I've hosted Christmas Eve every year. My side was always Christmas Eve tradition. Not a lot of choice. Nobody else... Uh, nobody else commits to doing it. Plus, I love Christmas, and I go full board, decked out, full meal, beautiful table, even cloth napkins. Had a cutback a few years ago with my sibling and her kids. Just too much commotion and work. I wish the younger generation would be as enthusiastic as I am and always have been. Wow, a shot at the younger generations. Are the younger generations okay? Are we blaming millennials and Gen Zers for not being not embracing the holiday as we embraced it? I, defend your Defend your generation.
0: Well, I just think that things change generation over generation. Yeah. And the things that were important, I look back at the Christmas Eve celebrations at the old farmhouse in Stillwater, and we tarnished the silver and oh, yeah. made the lutefisk and the fruit soup and all the traditional dishes. F- fruit soup? Yeah, it's... Like a fruit salad?
1: Um, or it's fr- like chunks of it's, fruit in it's like, like pineapple a, you juice? You know like a
0: cup of like fruit cocktail where it's like the chopped oh, yeah. up Yeah, <laughs> It's like that, but it's homemade and it's served oh. out of... It's just silver,
1: something you just got to have. And.
0: But it's—I I don't even know—it's tradition. But we always made yeah. it right, so it's all these traditions, and I have fond memories of those traditions. But like, I'm not making fruit soup at my house this right. year. Like, that's just not happening. Yeah. So we have other traditions that we're starting, and we keep some, and we start some new ones, and that's what every generation will
1: do, right? Be. So here's the thing about it: like, we every Christmas Eve, we'd go to my my grandmother's, my mother's mother's house, my nana, <laughs> nana Niniman. She lived in a one-bedroom apartment that couldn't have been more than 550 square feet. Wow. And we got four full families Oof. in that apartment. But it was the best. Small little table with the lefse, with the sausage that we always had.
0: Yeah, the sweetest sausage. That's yeah. where it's at. Oh.
1: Hmm. Actually, we just did brown and serve. That's like, oh, really? That's a tradition. You got just Jimmy Dean brown and serve sausage links. Wow. Fry them up till they get a little crispy and roll them in lefse. But those were the greatest times. You know, and like if I was an adult having to go there, it was probably hot in there, you know. Hell, people were probably still smoking back then. Like she had a balcony, so when people were probably going out on the balcony to smoke. But boy, that was going to Nana's on Christmas Eve, the excitement, then you go home and go to bed and Santa comes. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was...
0: But you're not going to go. But you're not going to go find someone no. with a.
1: Yeah. One hey, let's, bedroom. yeah. Let's go to the smallest <laughs> house possible. Smallest. Like no, no traditions change. Right, but still, it just says that like it doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, it's all about what you're, you're, the magic is. What you make, and it could be the smallest little house or a huge, uh, mega, you know, uh, McMansion. It's the memories you make. Uh, the machine shed at my granddaughter's big tree, festive decorations, lots of food, and the old big old wood stove. Um, Adam we're also doing an Italian theme this year With chicken alfredo and chicken spaghetti Can you recommend an Italian dessert I could find I don't I'm still looking for my Italian dessert So if you If you're Italian and you like dessert And you've got an Italian you know the easy one is like You know gelato I mean that's just Italian Ice cream but there's got to be something good 651461922 How
0: about the affogato where you get a little Espresso after dinner and put a little
1: Shot of that over the gelato I think that's Your dessert there we go a little coffee uh, fruit soup is made out of dried fruits. Is that true? Was it oh. dried fruits? I mean, sure. I never I never yeah. had any of it. <laughs> that's the thing, though. you got to put that out there. Even though nobody eats it, it's know. a tradition. You well, it's because
0: it. of the silver. We've got this, all this nice silver we got to use. Right. So that's what the fruit soup yeah, is. My mom
1: has the spode. People yeah. know what the spode is, oh. S-P-O-D-E. Okay. It's a uh, it's, uh, dinnerware. Oh, okay. Nice Christmas-themed yeah. dinnerware. It was always a go-to. I'd buy my mom something. From spode, like a spode butter dish, every year it was an easy gift to get Cheryl. We would always take what one spoonful of that
0: fruit soup, put it in the dish, and stir it around so it looked yeah, like you looked had like a I bunch. It. And then yeah. you just set that by your place. Oh and, boy, that was oh, good. Yeah, it's really good. And you keep passing it to somebody else.
1: Tiramisu, <laughs> people are already saying tiramisu. Ooh, that's a lot of work unless you're gonna go buy one. Yeah, that's true. Nine forty nine. Other Italian dessert uh, ideas for me: six five one four six one nine two two six. Panic. Uh, I want to talk about panic next and how we have so rely on our cell phones, it caused me great, great panic last night. I'll tell you why next. Hey, uh, don't forget, giving away a Chris Stapleton American Show tickets, last uh, tickets given away today to see Chris Stapleton, Laney Wilson, and Marcus King next April at U.S. Bank Stadium. It's pretty simple. When I make the call for contestants, all you got to do is call in And if you are one of the uh, top three contestants, it's pretty simple. We read lyrics, and all you have to do is tell us who sings those lyrics. Is it Chris? Is it Lainey? Or is it Marcus? And if you guess it right, you get the tickets. Pretty simple. So uh, that'll be coming up before the end of the show today. By the way, it's 9.53. That is your Lindis Construction time check time to get 75% off installation labor on Infinity from Marvin Windows. Lots of suggestions, by the way, coming in on uh, um, Italian desserts. A couple people say, just go to Cassetta's. They've got a bakery on the side, so you can get an Italian dessert at Cassetta's. That's probably the right move. Uh, But uh, serve Spumoni ice cream, Christmas cookies. Spumoni ice cream, really tasty. A couple of uh, Zeppoli, Italian donuts dipped in chocolate or raspberry sauce. Seppoli, a fried dough with honey drizzled over an Italian tradition for the last 70 years at our Italian Christmas gathering. Someone says Gina Lola Brigada. An Italian dish. hey She passed away this year, by the way. Italian actress. Sophia Loren, another one. She's still with us. Uh, okay, so last... My kids, I, I love them to death. But both of their phones died last night. Ran out of battery, and I had no idea where they were. And I was supposed Ooh. to pick them up, and I didn't know if they had made it back to their moms. It was They were at the high school for an event, and now I don't know where they were. And I have no means to getting a hold of them. And the panic and the frustration that set in was just, it was ridiculous because I was thinking, how on earth, for someone who says, boy, it'd be nice to go back to the olden days of not having phones, not having people constantly on their phones, the, the sheer panic that set in because I had no clue where my kids were uh, was frightening.
0: Wait, did you know that
1: their phones died? Yes. Because... Uh, we have the Life 360 app, yeah. and it also monitors their battery Oh, life. sure. So uh, the oldest, her phone died first, and the youngest said, well, Morgan's phone died. So now I'm communicating with the youngest, and uh, it it was just absolute panic for about 45 minutes. And I'm communicating with their mother, like, how do you get hold of them? Because like, thankfully Heidi had you know friends of theirs, phone numbers, so she was able to text and finally tracked them down. Uh, they
0: they weren't in danger they weren't everything was fine they were just they were doing fine
1: the but the and, and you know and 90% you know there's a 98 or 99% chance that they're absolutely fine and you know that but that 1% is what you focus on it's like my god what if something's happening here and i'm not there or um but boy that panic is just and it's again you're just you are reminded how you just you just rely on these things now I think that one's on you. Like, you got to
0: let go. and I mean, that, totally. Like, you were a kid and right, you ran I mean, around and,
1: like, that technology exactly. didn't exist.
0: So now you're so right. dependent on that technology that when it doesn't exist, yeah. you got to right. let that go.
1: You're just saying don't care about me. I got to care less about my children. Uh, so I'm
0: saying, saying that you need to love them by letting them go.
1: Let Let them go. They're only 13 and 17 here. I'm not ready to let them go oh, yet,
0: buddy. Yeah, but they're in, they're, with I know, trusted I know. people in a trusted place. They're, they're at only... Taco
1: Bell, by the way. That's where we tracked them down. They're at Taco Bell. Well, and that's just fine.
0: Why right? They can be at Taco Bell with dead With phones. friends,
1: yeah. Yeah. Plug in your phone, though. That's the point. It's like, and how those kids like can get along with when their phones are dead is beyond me because they're on them all the time. Uh, I'll take a break. Quick takes coming up next. What do we got lined up there? Uh, we'll talk a little Vikings
0: and I need some help picking a movie for my kids this weekend. All right. So those and quick tips. Not
1: Rudolph. Anything but Rudolph. Oh, okay. How about Die Hard? Do you think they can handle Die Hard yet? Uh,
0: they're five years old.
1: Eh, sure. ah, get them started come early. John McClain, come on. Yippee-ki-yay!